You're listening to episode 35 of the Eat Well and Live Full podcast. Well, hello and happy Wednesday. I am very excited to bring you this episode because uh, I know that a lot of you need to hear the information that my guest today is going to share with you. Have you ever had PMS? Raise your hand. (laughs) right? I mean, everyone, every female at some point has dealt with cramps or bloating or fatigue or food cravings or, you know, just all the lovely things that go along with being a woman, right? Except that that is common, but it's not supposed to be normal. No, I mean, I always think back to our ancestors. Do you think that anything ever would have gotten done if they were bent over in pain, so nauseous every time that they got their period or that they had headaches that they couldn't even stand up and, you know, function and looked after, look after the children in the house? Do you think that if they got, you know, sick every single time for an entire week out of the month that that family would have been able to really thrive and survive? No. So why is it that in modern society, we now think that this this whole week before our period is going to be hell week? How did that even happen, right? Why are symptoms so annoying and frustrating to deal with the week before our period? Well, my guest today is going to talk all about periods and why you have period problems and what we can do about it. And of course, we're going to talk about how you can support your body naturally, especially the week before your period. Today's guest, Callie, is the founder of Innate Nutrition, where she specializes in helping women get relief from their painful periods and PMS symptoms. She uses nutrition and lifestyle changes to fulfill her mission that every woman deserves to feel at home in her body, especially during her period. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode, you guys. It's going to be a good one. Hi, I'm Lexi Sparrow, and I'm obsessed with helping women supercharge their lives by tapping into the innate wisdom of their female body. I'm a passionate health educator, certified nutritional therapy practitioner with a background in athletic therapy and exercise science. My passion is working with women who are ready to dive deep into taking back control of their health by working with their bodies rather than against them. But it wasn't all that long ago that I was so frustrated and confused by the signals my own body was sending me. In fact, my personal health journey is what led me to go back to school, start my own business, and begin helping other women make sense of their bodies too. The Eat Well and Live Full podcast was born to connect you with information on women's health, hormones, nutrition, mindset, and well-being. If you're ready to develop an organized and actionable plan to nourish the body you're in and create the healthy lifestyle you've been dreaming of, well, let's get started. Hi, Callie. Welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you here today. Thanks. I'm so excited to be here. I'm really excited for today's topic because I'm sure that every woman on the planet (laughs) listening to this (laughs) podcast has had issues with her period at some point in her life, whether that is small things like, oh, this is just annoying. Why is this happening when you're a teenager? Um, Or big things like serious 
health issues that are causing severe pain month after month after month. So today in the episode, we're going to dive into everything about your period and specifically why you would be getting painful and uncomfortable periods. And hopefully we can offer some information on where you can go to get help if this is something that's happening to you because time and time again I know I see it in my practice and I'm sure that Callie you see it in yours obviously as a period expert but women are coming with all different types of symptoms and they're thinking that it is normal because it is common for these types of things to happen but today we really want to shed some light on even though this is common that doesn't have to be your normal so why don't you just start us off by you know, telling us a little bit about yourself and how you kind of got into the work that you do now, helping women get through painful periods. Yeah. So you're absolutely right, by the way. I love the idea of like, just because something is common doesn't mean that that should be your normal. (laughs) Um, And I know for me, I got into this because I suddenly after I graduated from college, found myself I'm going for a run one day and got into like undescribable pain. (laughs) And all of a sudden I started getting lightheaded and woozy and I couldn't walk. And the next thing I knew I was throwing up in the woods and almost passed out like in the middle of nowhere. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's awful. I know. Right. And I was like, what is going on? I straight up was like, I'm dying. This is it. This is the end. (laughs) Um, But I ended up realizing that I had just gotten my period and I was like, oh my goodness, what? And from that day forward, I was dealing with just like unimaginable pain every time I got my period. And then it started to become every time I was ovulating and I was so confused and it got to the point where like, you can't do your job. Um, And I was a public speaker at the time as well. And so I would find myself like just kind of hoping the dice would fall where they would when I would have talks based on when my cycle would be. But um, after that, I ended up getting on hormonal birth control, which actually made things far worse, (laughs) which I know oftentimes that's like touted as like the big cure-all that'll help you and your symptoms. And I ended up getting like crazy anxiety and panic attacks from birth control. And so that kind of led me on this journey of several years, finally going, you know what, that's enough. I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to heal myself and find ways to live a life without pain and without crippling panic attacks from, you know, recommended drugs. So here I am. <laughs> that is a quite a story. And yet I feel like it's sad to say that many women probably have a similar experience, right? Yeah. That was the thing to me that was so surprising was as I started to kind of open up about all the stuff I was dealing with, all of a sudden women started coming out of the woodwork and they were like, oh my word. Yeah, that happened to me too. Or I've been struggling with this. I thought it was normal. And it just yes. broke my heart. Yes, I hear you. And I know that for me, um, you know, I've had many issues that I've been open with on my blog on the podcast, when it comes to um, hormonal birth control, when it comes to uh, hormonal symptoms, and so acne specifically, but Mm -hmm. also I think it's important that you mentioned that whole um, anxiety factor, and that the synthetic hormones that you were taking in the form of birth control were actually causing more anxiety, causing more stress and having this reaction on your, on your mood. But it's crazy that if that's what's happening on the outside, imagine what's happening to us on the inside when we're taking those types of things, right? Yeah, exactly. So you mentioned that, that in terms of painful periods, a lot of times 
birth control is the thing that is kind of like the magic cure-all and that it is kind of given away as the only option. So let's dive into what exactly we're talking about when we say painful periods and the symptoms. And then why don't you tell us a little bit more about why you think it is that birth control has been the go-to for so long? Yeah. So when we're talking about painful periods, naturally, and most women are like, yes, cramps, <laughs> which that is the main thing we're talking about. Now, I think it's important to delineate that like mild cramps and mild cramping is an understandable, normal, healthy part of a cycle. Granted, some people can even have completely pain-free periods, but there is a nice window where it's like, if it's mild and you're still able to go about your day, then that shouldn't be a problem. But when we're talking about painful periods that are like wrecking your day, that's where you're stuck on the couch. That's where you're having to reach for all these different, you know, like ibuprofen and Advil because you just can't handle the pain. Or if you find yourself vomiting, you find yourself nauseous, unable to go about your normal work, that's not okay. So that's the, the main way that I help people kind of focus on that. Oftentimes, too, if you're struggling with that type of cramping and pain, you're probably dealing with some serious PMS leading into it. <laughs> they tend to go hand in hand like best friends. Yeah. And so can you get into that? So a lot of people just think of PMS as kind of, well, a blanket term, right? But mm -hmm. when we're talking about PMS, what are we actually talking about? Like what is going on during that PMS week or that time in our cycle? Yeah. So for most women, this is usually about the week leading up to when you start your period. And we're talking all things from like the mood symptoms, which are probably the most, you know, notorious that people talk about. And women probably get so sick of hearing. We see it like on TV and in movies, you know, it's her time of the month or she's just PMSing, which don't even get me started on that. <laughs> but um, moods are definitely a big part of it. Because if you find yourself getting like particularly weepy or you find your moods going like you're super happy and then you're just like angry and mad at everything or you find yourself dealing with crazy anxiety and kind of panicky behavior all of a sudden that's one of the main symptoms we notice a lot but also things like um, swollen and tender breasts that's another really common PMS symptom um, as well as then some, some people actually do start to feel like that sort of cramping even that week leading up to their period. So these symptoms can start to kind of leak out into further into the month. Yes, I've noticed that as well. And um, I do a lot of talking about the menstrual cycle with the women that I work with because, you know, if you're struggling with adult acne, it is so tied to your hormones, right? And I think that that is a huge thing to point out is so many people are are talking about how these symptoms are lasting up to 10 days for them, even before they get their period, which is crazy. Because if you think of you're having migraines, or you're having cramping, or your energy is crashing, or you're feeling moody, that's 10 days out of an entire month. That's crazy to have to deal with that. So what, why do you think it is that birth control has been the thing that has been recommended to kind of solve all of our period pain issues for so long? Yeah, I feel, I feel like the funny thing in that sentence too is that like people are prescribing it and thinking that it is solving them when it, mm -hmm. it never actually solves anything. All that it does, if you do find yourself getting relief from it, let's say, is that it's actually kind of burying the symptoms, right? So I have to think about it as like if someone is like trying to get your attention, you just kind of bury them under a, a pile of rocks. <laughs> it's still very much so there, 
but now we've muted it down enough that we don't really hear it anymore. And so we're able to kind of go about our day and not deal with the pain or the symptoms we had. But it's not always the case for everyone. Like I said, some of them go on it and don't notice any changes where others go on it and they're like, oh, I can't imagine not being on it. But the reason it works is because it literally severs connection from your brain down to your reproductive organs. So normally we have this communication going on, right? But when we go on hormonal birth control, it actually completely stops that by this flux of synthetic hormones that comes into our body. And when you cut that communication, naturally, you're not going to hear as many things, right? So for some people, that means, oh, all those normal symptoms of my body trying to cycle and trying to balance and work itself out is now essentially cut off, which is why they may experience some form of symptom relief. Yes, I think that's a huge point. And I think that the holistic world has done such a good job at starting to point this out and kind of wave the flag and say, hey, this is not fixing the issue. This is actually suppressing everything that's going on, right? Like if we think about it, so if you have a headache and you take an Advil, well, you know, we always think, oh, that Advil is making my headache go away. But chances are, it's just suppressing the nerves and the pain, the pain signals, right? And same thing, that hormonal birth control is just kind of cutting that communication, like you said, and really just turning down the pain switch or the the communication switch, which is making those symptoms seem like they're going away when really it's just kind of quieting them. And then, you know, we have the issue of people wanting to come off birth control, whether that's because they realize, hey, maybe this isn't you know, the, the right choice for my body, or they're trying to get pregnant. And then, you know, all of a sudden those symptoms (laughs) ramp up, right? So do you see that in your practice as well? People coming to you saying, Hey, I finally got off birth control and now things are a billion times worse. Yeah. I know. I went through that myself. Um, when I was struggling, I was like, Oh, well, if I just get off of the drug, then everything will be fine. (laughs) And it turns out it's like, oh, that's not always how things work, right? You suddenly have like what I would call like a controlled chaos when you're on birth control, but then you come off and now your body is left to try to make sense of like the excess synthetic hormones and all of the disconnection and and havoc that's been wreaked and trying to find a way to bring itself back to balance. So it's so, so common. Yes, I experienced that too. I would definitely say I had post birth control syndrome for quite a while. And even though I was trying to do, you know, all the right things to balance my, my hormones after birth control, knowing that it was still a struggle. So I can't imagine for the women who are not prepared for that, you know, and coming off Mm -hmm. the pill or trying to change things up to make their periods less painful, how frustrating it would be to not know the actual cause behind why all this is happening. So what do you teach women in terms of why they're getting such painful periods? Like what is it that's the real cause? Yeah. So oftentimes when we're talking through different painful periods, obviously we want to know that for every woman, it could be something slightly different, right? It could be one little area that needs tweaking, but generally it kind of boils down to about three big categories is what I like to call it. So you've got either estrogen dominance, uh, prostaglandins, and tension. Now, estrogen dominance, right? We all are pretty familiar with our two main sex hormones of estrogen and progesterone as women. We hear about these a lot when it comes to our cycles, right? But we don't understand oftentimes is that oftentimes with birth control, and even if you're not on birth control, what we can struggle with is this 
concept of estrogen dominance, where your estrogen is just too high, right? So it's throwing things out of whack. Do we love estrogen and absolutely need it? Yeah. <laughs> but we want it to, you know, play fair. <laughs> so one way is trying to find a way to bring our estrogen back into balance. And then the other one with prostaglandins, it's, they're these very, very tricky uh, hormone-like substances, right, that actually are what help our uterus contract and shed the lining. So we need them. They're super great. But what can happen is sometimes we can have too many of them and they can become too painful. And so that can also be a huge contributor to painful cramping. And oftentimes I like to help women delineate because if you are like, oh, I'm having a lot of painful cramping, but also, hi, I know it can be weird to talk about, but I find myself like pooping a lot <laughs> right before or during my period. Yeah. That, I know, right? We're all like, oh, my word. <laughs> but um, that's a huge red flag to me that like, oh, okay, so we're definitely dealing with some prostaglandin issues, right? Because our uterus is a smooth muscle and that's what prostaglandins target, help them to contract and shed the lining. But guess what? Your intestines are also a smooth muscle. So it can end up having a similar effect on your intestines at the same time, which is why you'll find yourself pooping a lot. Um, but then the third category is tension, which this can boil down to a few different things. But some women can like find themselves going through the process, doing everything right, trying to balance things out. And they're like, I'm just not finding relief. And a lot of times this can be due to sometimes a mineral imbalance is what I call it. So you literally have just like a muscular tension because our minerals are off. So they're not able to contract and release like they should. Or oftentimes too, if you've had enough pain for a long enough time, your body starts to hold itself differently. We start to hold tension, our muscles change, and we're constantly learning how to like brace ourselves. So we need to learn sometimes as well how to unwind and release and get ourselves back to a more neutral state. I love that last point because, you know, the science behind estrogen dominance and the prostaglandins function, that makes sense. It's like, this is the facts. This is science. We can take this supplement. We can do X, Y, Z. But the toughest part of healing is the more outside the box thing. So, you know, we can look at the science behind the minerals, like you said, and, the, and why we're creating this tension. But the hardest part is that how do we just let go? How do we just find more of a flow and alignment with our cycle versus, you know, tensing and trying to force something to happen, right? Yes, absolutely. And I know for, yeah, like for me, that was a big part of it too. I'm like, I'm doing everything right. And there's like this stress and you're like, why isn't it working? What's not going on? And it's like, oh, come to find out things like breath work, yoga, specific poses, especially if you struggle with, yeah, like that really intense pelvic pain can be the game changer to finally get some of that stuff to release. That's awesome. So let's dig into that a bit more. Like you've given us the, the root causes of what's actually going on when we're having this painful PMS and painful periods, but how do we actually set ourselves up to start healing these things? Yeah. So this is like my favorite thing, <laughs> like the bread and butter right here. <laughs> um, so when we're talking about the estrogen piece, one thing we want to focus on is how can we lower our estrogen or in a lot of cases, we're actually dealing with estrogen dominance that is relative to our progesterone, meaning that our progesterone levels are just too low, which makes our estrogen then seem too high. So one way that we can help keep our estrogen in check is as simple as eating cruciferous veggies. I'm talking broccoli, I'm talking cabbage, cauliflower. Those are like 
your best friend <laughs> because what they do is they help your liver actually properly metabolize the estrogen and get it out of your body, right? We want to make sure we love our liver so it can do all these uh, proper functions to help funnel the estrogen out and we can actually then start to find balance again so it doesn't keep on circulating. And then boosting progesterone on the other hand, we can easily focus on um, vitamin B6 is crucial here. So some people are like, okay, well, where do I get vitamin B6? <laughs> One, of course, you could take a B vitamin complex, but I love the idea of focusing on like natural things that we can easily bring into our diet. And so B6 is easily found in fish and eggs. Yes, I love that. And I think that it's really important that we make that connection to food when we're talking about what we can do for our body to naturally help bring it into balance because food, you know, broken down is nutrients. And so a lot of the times people run to get these supplements and then they get frustrated because they've spent money and time <laughs> researching down the Google and YouTube university. And then they take the supplement and it's not actually helping. Right. And so yeah. I love that you gave food first examples because that is something that, you know, is going to help you not just with your period, but with many other functions in your body as well. So have you found that that's true, that people are often like, I want the supplement that's going to fix all this? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's definitely one of those things where we're in a society in a time and in culture where it's like, we're all about the quick fix. We're all about right now. You know, we have everything right at our fingers all the time. So it's like, you can find anything you need immediately when you want it. And sometimes that can be hard to kind of switch out of that mentality when we're looking at actually trying to heal our body from the bottom up. Versus just like, oh, give me like the quick magic pill. <laughs> yes, definitely. And I know that inflammation plays a huge role in painful periods as well. I mean, it, it plays a role in so much in the body. I know I talk about inflammation nonstop when it comes to healing your acne. Um, but it's, you know, if you think of pain and, and <laughs> swelling and redness and heat that you think of inflammation. So does lowering inflammation play a huge role in what you do with women as well? Oh, yes. It's, it's honestly quite massive <laughs> because obviously if we're noticing nowadays too, like inflammation is oftentimes the root cause of so many different issues in the body. So you'll find sometimes like, oh, if I can get my inflammation under control, not only will my periods get better, but oh my word, I'll just feel better in general. <laughs> yeah. So a big part of it too, that I help remind women, because it can seem kind of vague when we're like, oh, inflammation is causing part of your painful periods or it's not great. We all know inflammation isn't good, right? But I think oftentimes women are like, okay, but why and how is that impacting my pain with my cycle? So I like to first like let them know there's something that happens when we have inflammation in the body. A certain enzyme gets activated and it starts turning testosterone into estrogen. <laughs> which then leads us back to what we were just talking about, which is this perpetual estrogen dominance. So understanding that factor in that loop right there for some women is like, oh, okay, I get the connection now. But on top of that, we know inflammation also takes a really big toll on our adrenal glands. And oftentimes our adrenal glands are also trying to help us balance out the various horm hormones going on, right? So if we have really high cortisol coming out of our adrenal glands to try to fight inflammation, we're finding ourselves just actually perpetuating more inflammation long-term. So it's like, okay, well, what on earth can we do? One of the biggest things is just learning how we can lower our stress. 
And I know so many people hear this and it's like, oh my word, I have five kids. I work full time. Lowering my stress just isn't something I can possibly do in my life. But there really are feasible ways that we can help to lower that stress load and in turn lower inflammation as well in our body. Um, One of them being simple breath work. You know, a lot of people are like, what? But honestly, breath work can be a game changer for people. Because what we don't understand always is that when we are breathing, let's say, in and out through our mouth or really shallow all the time, we're actually causing ourselves to be in a state of stress, even if we don't think we're there mentally. So it's like, oh, okay. So I learned if I take deep belly breaths, if I breathe in and out through my nose, it actually sends a signal to my nervous system to calm down and switch over into what we call parasympathetic, which is just a rest and digest stage, right? This allows us to heal. This allows inflammation to come down. And just through proper breathing, even just little moments throughout the day where you find yourself on the go, just intentionally breathing deep and through your nose can be all you need. I love that tip because it's so actionable. It's something that you can start implementing right now, but I also totally agree that it is so overlooked because people are like, that seems so simple. That's not going to work. Right. And, but I always, I don't know, for some reason, when you were explaining that, I'm thinking of talking to a little kid who's all Mm. worked up and upset (laughs) and angry and frustrated. And you go, okay, just slow down, take a deep breath, tell me what's going on. And sometimes we just kind of have to have the, you know, the love for ourselves to do the same thing with us when something stressful is happening, or there's a lot going on, or you're trying to, you know, be a parent to five kids and work from home and this and that, and you've got so much going on. Like, why can't we turn to ourselves and go, okay, just slow down for a second, take a few breaths, reset, right? It seems so simple. And yet, I think that making that connection with the, with your nervous system makes it real, makes it, you know, a, a, an actual thing that has some data and some research behind it. So it's not just taking a breath. It's actually sending a signal to your body. Hey, we're okay. We're all right. Yes. I absolutely love that picture, by the way. It's wonderful. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like, especially as women too, we're so, we're so quick to give grace to other people and patience to other people, but the person who gets it last or if ever is ourselves. And so I love the idea of like just reminding ourselves that we're human too. You know, we need to take that patience and give ourselves that time so that we ourselves can learn how to unwind as well. Yes, definitely. Do you have any resources that you love in terms of breath work or, you know, for somebody who is more of a type A, like, okay, how do I actually do this breath work thing? Is there anything that you could recommend that people check out or where do they even begin? Like what, where do they start? Yeah, it's, it's tricky, I think, because there are definitely a lot of different things all over the place. Um, I don't have one specific one, but I know for me, I've had a lot of training myself in it. And so I'm trying to compile all of this as well for people. So it's, you can go to one spot and it's all right there to help walk you through it. Awesome. So I'll make sure that all the links, um, for your Instagram and your website and everything are in one place so people can jump on to your email list so that when that is ready to go, they can get all the information. Perfect. Okay. So we talked a bit about prostaglandins function and we haven't really mentioned anything specific that we can do to really 
fix that end of things. So what could we do in terms of the prostaglandins function? Yeah, this is actually one of my favorite things because I feel that a lot of women will find pretty quick turnarounds if this is like the source of what they're dealing with. So prostaglandins are made out of your omega-6 and omega-3 fatty acids, okay? So some people are like, I feel like I've heard that, but I can't place it. You've probably heard about it when people talk all about like fish oil supplements, right? Um, But one thing to remember is that omega-6s are the inflammatory ones and omega-3s are the anti-inflammatory ones, meaning that if we are consuming a lot of omega-6s, right, that's great. We need a balance of both. But if we have too much omega-6s, then we're really pushing that inflammatory pathway. So one thing that is unfortunate about the standard American diet is that it is super, super heavy and high in these omega-6s. Now, these are oftentimes found in animal fat, right? Now, if we're eating a really heavy, heavy, like animal-focused diet, we're going to have a lot of these omega-6s and not enough omega-3s to bring that into balance how we like. So prostaglandins are really easily made out of omega-6s, which is why when we have a diet high in them, are they like, whoo, it's party time for them, right? They start making um, and replicating a bunch. and We have really high levels of them, which then in turn is why we're dealing not only with high levels, but stronger and more painful cramping. Right? That's what comes out of omega-6, uh, omega-6s as their source. So if we start switching that dial and moving it over towards more omega-3s, which we can find in fish oil, we can find in flax oil, barrage oil, just to name a few. But if we raise those levels, prostaglandins can be made out of them. It's just a little bit harder. So if we have the sixes pre- present, then that's what our body's going to want to go towards. You know, that's easy. But if we make them have to use omega-3s instead, they actually are weaker and they cause less pain. So not only will you find yourself not pooping all the time, which I think everyone would enjoy, (laughs) but we also find that, oh, that cramping is just dialed down and it suddenly isn't nearly as intense as it was. I think that's such a good thing to bring into focus, like you said, because it's such a turning point for many women. You can see these results pretty quickly once you start to add more omega-3s into your diet. And I think you'll be surprised as to how many other things this will help because inflammation isn't just about your period and your menstrual cycle. Inflammation is tied to so many different symptoms in the body, right? If we think of, you know, bloating and digestive distress, or we think of your immune system, or we think of acne, or we think of joint pain, like anything that inflammation, any sort of inflammation that's happening in the body, this tip will help with. So I feel like that's a a huge um, win for many women. Totally. I know. I love It's always like as a practitioner, it's your favorite thing when you can have nice, like quick, actionable wins. (laughs) Yeah. Because as women, we want to see that. We want to know we're headed in the right direction. So that's a good point. So I know that um, when we're talking about the menstrual cycle, we often think, okay, I'm going to implement this this week during my period, and then it's going to fix everything. But it doesn't often work that quickly when we're talking about making changes. So do you have an estimated timeline that you give women in terms of when they can actually start to see results? I know it's obviously going to be a little bit different for 
everybody and everybody's um, symptoms, but in general, like how long do you think it would take someone to really start to see changes in their, their period pain? Yeah, this is a really important thing I like to touch on. So I'm super happy you asked about it <laughs> because I think it's easy when we deal with a lot of different things in our day-to-day lives and we tend to approach our life in terms of day-to-day, right? But we have to understand that our cycle only happens once a month, right? So that timetable is just drawn out a lot more than potentially other issues, right? We're not having a cycle every day but we're eating every day. We're doing all these other things every day. So we expect to see that change like in a matter of days. But oftentimes I like to tell women, we're looking at about three months to really see like some good change start to fold in because it takes our bodies. I like it to think of it as like three days, right? That's about three days for your cycle when it only happens once a month. So giving yourself that time and understanding what the timeline is going to look like, I think is important. That being said, though, I've also had clients who've seen, um, seen improvements and changes within the month. So it really does depend on the, on the person. Yeah, I think that's huge. We need to think of it. I love the idea of thinking of it as three days. You know, you're only, you're only getting your period once a month. So we can only really test if things are working at this time in our cycle once a month. So giving yourself that grace, giving yourself that ability to kind of keep nourishing your body all month long and see what happens when you do get your period. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Well, this conversation was so enlightening. I'm really excited for my listeners to really dig into this because like we kind of touched on, it's going to affect them in so many more ways than just their periods. I mean, if we, if we even connect it to your mental health and how much better you feel when you feel good during your period versus (laughs) crippled on the couch. And if that spreads into other areas of your life, just imagine the changes that you will see and feel when you start to have not so painful period. So I will make sure that all the information to find um, find your website, your Instagram, everything is linked in the description below so people can come and find you and hang out with you. So where is the best place to find you, do you think? Yeah, so you can reach me at my website, which is uh, innatenutrition.net. So innate with two N's and then nutrition.net. And then otherwise you can find me on Facebook as well at innate nutrition mn perfect and if someone is hearing this and they're like this is the girl i want to work with i have painful (laughs) periods how can they get a hold of you and what are you offering right now yeah so they can reach me at the innate nutrition at gmail.com that's the fastest way to get a hold of me And currently right now, uh, I'm offering a deal because I know there's a lot going on, not only in the nation, but in the world right now. And I know a lot of people are wanting to take advantage and really take charge of their health. So I'm currently offering a super, super awesome deal for um, a six-month membership because I find women see the best results with a longer time frame. So six months for $600 is currently what they'll get with one-on-one coaching and all the education and tools you need. That's awesome. And I think that's a good point. Like we, again, we touched on it, but we want to jump into this and get the quick fix. But when we're talking about our menstrual cycle, we have to look at it long-term. We have to be committed to making those changes over a long period of time to actually get the results we want, right? 
Totally. And community and support for that is so important. So they'll join the group of my clients who are already with me and they'll have that community and support that they need. Awesome. That's great. I'll make sure all of that is linked in the description. Thank you so much for joining me today. This was so fun and hopefully we get to do another episode in the future. Yes, I absolutely loved it. Thanks so much for having me. Well, I know that I learned a thing or two today about painful periods and how I can bring you more amazing content like that from Callie. So starting with, I'm going to share all of the links in the description on how you can contact her. So make sure you head to the bottom of this podcast episode and go check out Callie if you're interested in working with her. Thank you so much for your support and your continuing to listen to the Eat Well and Live Full podcast. I love seeing you Snapchat, Snapchat, sna- screenshot the um, episodes that you're listening to and loving and tagging me on Instagram. Let me know because that helps me create more content that you guys want to listen to. And finally, don't forget to subscribe. That helps me out a ton. Um, Just even subscribing to your favorite small business podcasts or YouTube pages. You guys don't know how much that means and you don't have to spend a dime to do that. So thank you very much. And I have another awesome guest coming up next week. So we will see you next Wednesday. Have a fabulous week. 